With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Brew Podcast on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. I am Vaughn Lozon, and joining me tonight is Seth Barry, Maze and Brew recruiting contributor here at maizeandbrew.com. Seth, it's good to have you back on the podcast, man. We had a couple weeks there where our schedules just didn't line up and you're busy. I'm busy. Stuff happens, but we're uh, back together tonight to talk about some uh, Michigan football recruiting. How you doing, brother? Evan, I'm doing well. Yeah, it's nice to nice to be back out here uh, and on the podcast and yeah, just a couple weeks, couple weeks off and but it's it's nice to be back on and, and talking some Michigan football recruiting, you know, as we're halfway through the through the football season, and obviously this weekend they're they're back at home and, and getting some um, some more visitors uh, at the big house. But yeah, excited to, to kind of um, to touch on on what we're gonna touch on today in the Michigan football recruiting world and, and get this thing going. Yeah, it's gonna be a really good game this weekend uh, against Penn State. Gonna be a really big recruiting weekend for the program. We'll talk about an official visitor later in the podcast and uh, John Simmons, as he always does, will whip up a uh, full visitors list. That'll be on maizeandbrew.com later in the week, probably Friday afternoon, Friday morning, somewhere in that time range. So we'll get that out there. Uh, but I want to start today's podcast uh, talking about some news that developed late last week. Uh, and this is some good news here. Michigan got put into the top five list for 2023 four-star defensive tackle, Caden McDonald. 
The other four finalists are Ohio State, Florida, Clemson, and Oklahoma. He is six foot three, 310 pounds from the state of Georgia, and he has been a longtime target of Michigan's. He was offered by the program back in August of 2021. He took an unofficial visit to Michigan over the summer, returned for his official visit back in September for the Hawaii game, and this past weekend took an unofficial visit to Florida, which is a place where he took an official visit to over the summer. He also took an official visit to Ohio State back in September, and this weekend he is set to see Oklahoma, which is a team that has completely spiraled out of control this year. I don't really think the Sooners are much of a threat. Uh, At the very least, I don't think they were a threat to begin with. Now that they're having a down season, it's going to be a little tough for them to rise to the top of that top five list. Uh, Of note here, I was looking up his stats, Seth, and uh, (laughs) I mean, let me, these are just mad numbers. It's ridiculous. Last year, He put up 95 tackles, 62 tackles for loss, 20 sacks, 15 quarterback curries, and three pass breakups. And this year, he already has 34 tackles, 20 tackles for loss, seven sacks, seven quarterback curries, two fumble recoveries, and a pass breakup. Again, (laughs) those are actual numbers from a defensive tackle. He's an interior defensive lineman. This is not like, Miles Garrett or Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Aiden Hutchinson. Like this is a defensive tackle in high school putting up those numbers. Uh, He is a prospect I personally have been eyeballing for a while for Michigan. He uh, is certainly the type of prospect that can be a game changer on the interior. Just look at those stats, look at the film. It speaks for itself. And clearly the Michigan program has been doing the same since it offered more than a year ago. Uh, Seth, I, I personally think Michigan's in a pretty good spot at the defensive line in this class already, uh, but adding a guy like McDonald would just take it to the next level. And I think you look at, you know, um, Michigan's defensive line, you know, you talk about the 23 class, but the the way some of the young guys are performing on the on the current squad now, it's like if, you know, if you're a recruit looking at Michigan and, and looking at all these schools, it's like you, you look at Michigan and Mike Elston and what he's been able to do there. It's It's got to be really intriguing and encouraging for these prospects to look at, at what they're doing on Saturdays. And, you know, you saw the Indiana game last week where they just totally went off in the second half and just overwhelmed Indiana's offense uh, with the pass rush and, and so many guys who could – um you know, with the depth there and guys like Derek Moore and, um, you know, just so many guys who are just coming off the edge and, and doing a really good job um, in the interior end and, and um, you know, the, the defensive end position. So, so yeah, um, you talk about a guy like McDonald and I was going to make that point too, just, just the, 
the ridiculous stats with with being an interior lineman when you know the defensive tackle position isn't necessarily usually known for putting up you know big numbers um you know you have your nfl guys like aaron donald who you know can get up the field and rush the passer and and break down the quarterback and and get some sacks and things like that but you just you just usually don't see that out of uh out of a defensive tackle. And, and like you said, when you look at his film, I mean, everything, every part of his game really pops out his, his size his um, just his physical physicality and uh, the way he'd be able to help Michigan both in the, in the, you know, getting pressure in the interior interior line to get to the quarterback and stopping the run as well. It'd be a, a huge asset and, and someone who could definitely bring this class, um, you know, at the defensive line position to the next level. Like you said, I, I think, when you talk about what Michigan, you know, what they're, uh, what spot they're in uh, with McDonald and this recruitment, I, I agree. I like it too. Um, I know there's been reports of, you know, I know he's had uh, a recent, recently a good visit to Florida. Um, it doesn't mean that Florida is the front runner. I know is I think his mother um, might be reportedly rumored to, to kind of like Florida out of, out of the rest of them. But I, I think it's, it's open. And uh, the fact that Michigan's in this and, and in the mix is, is a good sign. And, and I agree. I think they're in a good spot um, in his recruitment and, and it'll be interesting to see how it, how it develops. Cause like I say, he's a, he's a really good prospect and someone that, uh, that Michigan would, would really benefit, um, you know, to get, get him on campus and, and make him a Wolverine. Yeah, absolutely. It, and even though I think they're in a good spot, uh, not only with him, but with where they're at in general, at the defensive line position in this 23 class, it really seems like Mike Elston, Jim Harbaugh, those guys want one more guy on the interior, whether it's him, uh, Caden McDonald we're talking about, or Rodney Laura, a guy that recently decommitted from Virginia and Mike Elston and Michigan have been in contact with him, potentially getting him on campus for a visit at some point in the near future. Probably it doesn't seem like it's going to happen this weekend, but perhaps for the Michigan State game, perhaps for Nebraska or Illinois, the remaining home games for the 2022 season. So it really seems like they want at least one more guy. And I think Caden McDonald would just be that perfect guy. I mean, I rattled off those stats. <laughs> let me let me just reiterate these stats here from last season. 95 tackles, 62 for loss, 20 sacks. This season, 34 tackles, 20 tackles for loss, seven sacks, two fumble recoveries. I, I mean, the list just goes on and on for the stats and and everything that he's doing on the gridiron. It's just absolutely insane. Uh, I, I do want to bring this up, though, Seth, because while I think Michigan's in a good spot, I think they're probably riding like number two or number three at this point. Uh, he's never been to Clemson. He might take a visit there before he commits on Halloween which is his commitment date tentatively. Um, he's never visited Clemson up to this point yet. All three crystal balls in at the moment are in favor of Dabo Sweeney and the Tigers, which is just really interesting to me, especially considering that he locked in, I guess, quote unquote, an official visit for Clemson uh, sometime in November, uh, which is obviously after his commitment date of October 31st. So perhaps he takes an unofficial and then commits and then maybe takes an official. I, it's just kind of a little convoluted, a little up in the air at this point. Uh, the vibe that I'm getting is that he might be 
if this is all the case, if it's truly that he's going to take an unofficial and then commit somewhere and then keep that official locked in, I kind of pick up the vibe that he is a silent commit to Clemson, even though, again, he has not visited Clemson up to this point. It would just be really, really strange for him to do that. Now, I know that Clemson has like a no-visit policy, much like Notre Dame does, much like Oklahoma does for their committed recruits, where if you're committed to the program, you cannot visit anywhere else or else you must decommit from the program. So perhaps Caden McDonald uh, found the loophole for recruits to be able to visit these other programs. Maybe this is what he's trying to do, and Clemson has been his dream school at the very top of his list the entire time, which, again, that would be a huge (laughs) – that is a big brain move if that's what he's doing. Uh, Kind of uh, found the loophole in the system there to visit these other schools while silently, maybe to himself even, being locked into Clemson and knows that he's just going to uh, commit to Clemson at some point, but wants to do his due diligence and, and take in the recruiting process and see all these other schools and campuses, which as a top ranked recruit, you should be able to do. So that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from all of this stuff. I don't know how you're feeling about this, but like I said, I think Michigan is probably number two or number three on the pecking order. Uh, with Clemson probably at the top. What do you think at this very moment? Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, you know, if Clemson is at the the top of his list and it's kind of been that way all along, then, I mean, you know, from his perspective, then, uh, like I said, maybe found a little bit of loophole. And it's like, why why take the visit and why why uh, even take the time and energy to do it when, when I know I'm – that's where my mindset, but at the same time, you know, I want to take in the recruiting process. I want to, um, you know, experience, uh, everything that every, every other recruit can get the experience in terms of visiting different campuses and meeting different head coaches. And, uh, just in case that someone sways him a different way, um, you know, then he can, then he got, he can obviously go in that direction. So, so yeah, I think, you know, with the, with, with the crystal balls favoring Clemson, it, it could definitely be one of those situations. Um, and I agree with you on, on that front. Um, you know, that, that, that's what could, we could be looking at, but, but yeah, um, you know, Michigan, you know, being in the mix is like I said, obviously still a good sign and and we'll see where, you know, where it goes with whether it's Clemson or whether someone else um, emerges here in the mix. And, you know, obviously his, his, commitment date is coming up soon so we'll find out sooner rather than later but yeah it, it, very interesting in how he's going about um about that if clemson is uh the clear favorite um you know and just but i don't blame him you know i, I mean you you wouldn't want to commit to a school and you know into clemson and and if you want to visit other schools and be open to that process then you know why why is that fair um you know that that doesn't seem fair to him or, or fair to anyone else to to um to have that situation. I mean, I think these recruits deserve the the right to, to be able to visit schools and, and keep their, their eyes open and, um, you know, the kind of the door open to, uh, to, to make a, the best decision for them. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the whole, you can't visit another school rule that some of these programs have. It's just silly. I mean, let the kid do what's best for them and what they want to do. I understand the whole, well, why did you commit in the first place thing? But at the same time, these are 16, 17-year-old kids, 
haven't really experienced a whole lot in the world. So give them some slack, will you? I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy. So the, the whole rules that these kids can't do that, I, I guess, quote unquote, can't. I mean, they can technically do whatever they want to. Uh, it, just silly on Dabo Sweeney and uh, Brent Venables at Oklahoma and, and at Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, for, for those guys to to have that rule. It's just, it's, it's kind of silly. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this one in a few weeks when he commits on October 31st, uh, which is a Monday should be an interesting uh, set of events here with his recruitment. And obviously we'll get a lot more information as far as where Michigan stands and where these other schools stand uh, as he takes these visits. He'll certainly be at Oklahoma this weekend We will see if he gets to Clemson at some point before October 31st. So before we move on, I want to just give a quick moment here to talk about Mason Brew Podcast's sponsor, and that is Manscaped. They are the best at men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products, they are precision-engineered tools to protect the family jewels. And the latest in men's grooming with Manscaped is the Performance Package 4.0. And it is a complete game changer. You get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's really awesome because not only is it waterproof, but it's equipped with that patented skin safe technology. Uh, you're never going to get any cuts or nicks or bruises or anything uh, with that. Uh, this package also includes the Weed Whacker Ear Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Cleanser Groin Wash, and the Crop Reviver Ball Spray. And if that wasn't enough for you, because that was quite a mouthful, Uh, It also comes with a free pair of boxers and a travel bag to carry all the goodies in. So you really should join the 5 billion men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs. Use the promo code MNB at manscaped.com and you will get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Again, MNB20, head over to manscaped.com. Now let's wrap up today's show with a quick discussion, Seth, on an official visitor for this weekend's Penn State Maze Out game. Uh, Again, we're not going to dive into all the prospects visiting this weekend. That will be on John Simmons' full visitors list article later this week. Again, that'll drop sometime on Friday morning. But I did want to highlight one 2023 prospect who's going to be making an official visit to Ann Arbor this weekend, and it is his first visit to Ann Arbor. We are talking about 2023 four-star linebacker Arian Carter, standing at 6'1", weighing 210 pounds. He is from the state of Tennessee, and he has been committed to Memphis since July. But after putting out the first four games of film for his senior season, His recruitment absolutely took off, landing offers from the likes of Michigan, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Ohio State, LS, or I'm sorry, USC, Oregon, and and so many other programs to throw their hat into the ring for Arian Carter. He is now beginning to take visits, and he's already seen Tennessee on an unofficial basis, as well as Alabama. He saw Alabama last weekend against Texas A&M ended up being a really good game and uh, he got to see that in person so he has locked in official visits now and the Wolverines are slated to get their official visit with Arian Carter 
this weekend. This will probably be Michigan's only shot to impress him in a game day setting, considering the other visits he's already taken and the other official visits that he has locked in, which is with the aforementioned Alabama, the aforementioned Tennessee, and with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Seth, linebacker, it is, in my opinion, a pretty important position to focus on as the early signing period draws closer and closer. We're just two months away from that, which is absolutely hard to believe how quick this cycle and this year in general has just flown by. Uh, But Michigan has a pretty big opportunity this weekend to not get out of the park with a recruit who recently had his recruitment blow up. So just take me into your feelings and thoughts towards this recruitment and uh, uh, Michigan's chances with Arian Carter. Yeah, Carter's a guy that that obviously we talked about, um, you know, when he, he started to blow up and you, you talked about his first four games and he started getting all these offers from from these big time schools. And, um, you know, he jumped out, you know, on film to, to I think all of us uh, who, who watched it over. And uh, it was pretty amazing how how quickly, um, you know, all these programs came, you know, came to jump on him and and look at his game and. Yeah, I think this is a telling moment for Michigan, obviously, in this recruitment this weekend, uh, especially when you you consider he's he's been to Alabama on on game days a couple times uh, this fall already. Um, you know, he has, like I said, he has multiple visits coming up um, on his plate, and this is Michigan's chance to to really make an impression and and see what happens in this. Um, like I said, it, it's an it's an important position to to recruit in this class. I mean, you talk about, you know, Raylan Wilson, um, who is no longer um, committed to the program. So it's, yeah, it's, it's some, it's a position they need to need to address. Um, You know, they're, they're somewhat thin at it right now. I mean, you know, Jimmy Rolder's done, done a really good job as a true freshman, getting some, some reps and helping the depth on the current team this year. But um, so, yeah, I think they're, we'll see what happens. I mean, this weekend's going to be big. It's going to be, it's going to be telling to see, to see where this goes. And hopefully, you know, the, the coaching staff will be able to make a big impression on him um, to the point to where uh, he really, you know, they really uh, put something in Carter's mind to, uh, to, you know, to be a front runner or, or at least close um, up there because there's a lot of schools in this mix right now. And he's, he's got visits left, left to take. So Michigan's really going to have to, to hit a home run here, I think this weekend to to stay fully in this thing. I could not agree with you more, man. I, I think you kind of nailed it. With they're going to have to hit a home run this weekend, they are going to have to pull out every stop possible to make Arian Carter feel like, hey, you should come to Michigan. It's the academics, it's the football program, it's the best of both worlds. You get literally everything at your disposal: the workout room. I mean, everything that they are going to literally have to roll out the the red carpet for Arian Carter and make him, uh, they're going to have to convince him somehow to leave the South because at this moment, I think it really is, this this is like Caden McDonald. I think Michigan is running about second or third right now uh, because Michigan was, I, I think Michigan is at the beneficiary of being one of the earlier uh, big time programs to offer him. They weren't the first, but they were among the first. Uh, but I do think Tennessee made a big impression on him, uh, given, given that they're the in-state school. I think Alabama has made a big impression on him, 
given that they are within the SEC, within, you know, that region of his comfortability with where he's from, and that they are, for the most part, the top football program year in and year out in college football. So I think Michigan's going to have to do a whole heck of a lot to convince him to leave Tennessee and come up north to the Big Ten, play with guys like Junior Colson, who is also from Tennessee, Miles Pollard, cornerback from Tennessee. So Michigan certainly has had some success uh, within that state and with Cody Jones as well. So it's not like this is an impossible task by any means, but I do think uh, they've got their work cut out for them this weekend and with this recruitment in general. So I consider me pretty pessimistic of Michigan's chances in this one. I, I, I just can't help myself but continue to think about the Jimmy Rolder recruitment from last year. And I think Michigan was really able to reap the benefits of that one uh, when he blew up his senior season, he went from a very low-ranked player to a four-star prospect within no time. Um, I really think Michigan reaped the benefits of the proximity of his hometown. He's from uh, Illinois. And uh, Carter, obviously, we just mentioned he's from Tennessee. Um, you know, I guess anything can happen in recruiting, but at the moment, I just really see Michigan in third place at the very best behind uh, Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, but again, you get a marquee matchup at home. This is big noon kickoff. I mean, this is what Michigan football is all about. It's about these big time games. And this is the biggest game of the season so far and will be the biggest game of the season up until probably the Ohio State game. Michigan State hasn't put up their end of the bargain. We'll see about Illinois uh, by the time they come to the big house in November. But yeah, I, I consider me pessimistic about Michigan's chances in this one. I do think Carter has genuine interest and intrigue in the program. I, I feel like he doesn't really know a whole lot about the Michigan program itself. He's going to learn a whole lot this weekend on this official visit. So again, anything can happen in recruiting, but at the moment, they're probably running third, and they're probably, if they're wanting to take another linebacker, probably going to have to look elsewhere. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it, Seth. I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer about uh, not only this recruitment, but the Kate McDonald one too, but uh, that, that's just kind of where we're at in this 23 cycle. It's been a little bit slower as of late, and they, they had a, a commitment surge over the summer, and and uh, we'll certainly see what happens. I, I think they've got a chance to, at the very least, get a commitment from Kendrick Bell, who is taking an official visit this weekend. He's Ronnie Bell's brother. So um, I, I guess you could write that up as a victory. But as far as these two guys go, I, I don't really see it happening at the moment. But things could change. And recruiting is kind of a weird thing when you follow it uh, for as long as we have. I mean, things come left and right. Curveballs get thrown at you. And all of a sudden, Michigan gets a, a, a big commitment from a kid. You, you just never know when these things happen. Um, it, it's just, it's just how recruiting goes, man. So, um, I don't know where you're at with this one, Seth, if you feel pessimistic, am I being too pessimistic? Do you think, or, or do you think, uh, you think I have, have my reasons here? I think I, you have your reasons. I mean, I can, 
I get I, I can be the one to play devil's advocate, I guess, and and give Michigan fans a, a little bit of hope in this recruitment and and just the I guess just the angle that I expect Michigan to take um, with this. Uh, I know he mentioned you know, and you mentioned the the Tennessee guys on the on the current roster right now, and he mentioned that um, uh, in a recent article by by Bryce Marich um, from 247 Sports, the, you know, kind of the, the Tennessee connections and, and that really impressed him. And, and I think that was important to him. Um, you know, when you talk about him being kind of an SEC country, well, if, if, if Michigan, you know, has guys that on the roster and guys that they continue to recruit that, you know, he might know or have connections with, I think that, that, um, that bodes well and it plays in, in Michigan's favor. If there's one, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I agree with you in terms of the, you know, the more pessimistic side of it. But if there's one glimmering light of hope, um, I think that's probably the angle that Michigan would have to take in this recruiting and really uh, make that a selling point. And you talked about the academics as well and and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, the outlook on it, I mean, this weekend's going to be great environment, I think, at the big house with, you know, it's a noon game, but you have Penn State in there. It's a top 10 matchup. It's a maze out. I think the crowd's going to be be really into it. So I think it'll be a good experience for him and all the other guys that are, that are there. Um, but, yeah, just if if I were to say, you know, maybe that's the the one dying hope of that Michigan has in this recruitment. I think that's the, that's definitely the angle and the approach that, uh, that they have to take in this. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get where you're coming from and he certainly is an academically minded uh, student athlete, putting the student in student athlete, you know, as the, as the old saying goes, but yeah, if that's the glimmer of hope, man, I mean, Michigan's been able to do that in the past. It's not out of the realm of possibilities, but I, I just find it so difficult at this moment. But again, um, we will certainly see. I mean, the sky is not falling by any means. I, I think Michigan certainly will get a good shot this weekend. And I think it's really important that Michigan got him up this weekend and he didn't end up taking an official visit to Tennessee this weekend, considering that the volunteers host Alabama and it's another uh, ranked matchup, top 10 matchup, two undefeated teams and two teams that he's heavily considering. So the fact that that game is going on and he's not going to be paying any sort of attention to it, he's going to be watching Michigan versus Penn State. um, I, I think that's really big to get him for this official visit this weekend. So uh, I'll, I'll throw a little bit more optimism into uh, the pot that you're stirring there, Seth. I can, I can certainly uh, play devil's advocate as well um, (laughs) with, with my own argument um, and nonetheless. So we'll certainly see what happens, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, Seth, any final departing thoughts um, before we uh, take off here? Oh, I just, uh, I just thought it was fun to, to get you play, to, to hear you uh, play devil's advocate on yourself there. So yeah. it was, uh, it was enjoyable. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I, I do it all the time in my head, whether it's like stuff with this or, or personal life or whatever, like, you know, is this the right thing? Oh, it's the right thing. Cause this, oh, but wait, hold on. There's the, like, it, it's always something going on. Always like an internal debate towards literally anything. It, it could be about literally anything it doesn't matter it's just <laughs> depending on the time of day you can convince yourself you know in many different uh many different ways and depending yes. on what angle you 
you take with it, you know, it's a, that's how it goes. Hey, who knows? Perhaps I wake up tomorrow and I, uh, you know, I listen back to this podcast and, uh, you know, I hear your words back and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. yeah Arian Carter to Michigan. It's happening, baby. It's yeah. for sure happening. Uh, exactly. You never know, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow, but, uh, <laughs> that's all the time we got for this week. I appreciate you uh, tuning in as always. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Seth on Twitter at Barry underscore Seth 14. And give Maze and Brew a follow if you have not already. We would certainly appreciate that support. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, subscribe to all of our podcasts and leave five-star reviews on all of our podcasts. We would certainly appreciate that support as well. For Seth Barry, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll come back to you guys next week with another edition of Future Brew.